Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. How are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm good. Are you talking to me or the crowd? The crowd, but what's your name? <laughs> I, guess, I, guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's Justin Alexio. Hey, it's Justin Alexio, everybody. They know my name. I'm pretty fucking famous. Yeah, man. You keep popping off with these uh, these TV and film credits, dog. Yeah, it doesn't, does any of it matter. <laughs> Sometimes I just... Like, am I any further in this business? One of the leads in the upcoming film, Mono. I guess technically I'm not a lead. One of the supporting <laughs> leads in the upcoming film, Mono. And also one of the uh, character actors in the new movie coming out in the spring, right? They just announced the date for it, I saw. Yeah. As I sh- well, I'm actually not telling anyone I'm in this movie because I'm like, theoretically, I could get cut. Let's just mention it real quick <laughs> and then hope for the best. It's uh, Everybody Wants Some. Paramount, hey. April 16th. And who's the director? Richard motherfucking Linklater. Heck yeah. Um, you know what's... Guys, I just did a show this weekend. Could not. I needed it to go well or amazing. It went good because I had to work uphill. Host brings me on, is like, ah, this guy's going to be in some movies. What are the movies? And then I just said him, and he's like, uh, yeah, I haven't heard of it. He's like, who directed it? And I was like, Richard Linklater. He's like, yeah, I don't know him. And I was like, I was like, oh, what a he, douche I was like, he directed man. Boyhood. And I was just like, and I'm like, what am I, why am I, why are we having this conversation in front of the crowd? Yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, it was just uphill from there because already now the crowd like hates me or not hates me but they don't they're not like on board i'm like dude they don't believe and i don't think the headliner had a ton of credits so like in those situations i'm like don't i didn't ask you to say my credits like yeah. you didn't act like you not you can talk I'm to me doing a guest spot dog just yeah, like just say bring me this up. guy's funny that's it. That's He's all from here. Yeah. He's visiting back from LA. That's Please all. welcome Justin Alexio. <laughs> Boom. I should have hosted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it pisses me off. I hear these terrible hosting stories, and it's like, don't take the hosting gig if you can't host. Just if you want the spot, it's a different it's a different science completely from doing a spot. A spot, you're just doing your time and you're getting off stage. The host, you are you're the tour guide for the show. You make sure that everything is is smooth and it's going well and everybody's brought up professionally so they have the best sets possible. Yeah, it is just like Did he know you were filming something too? I yeah, yeah, he knew what I had a, a camera. Dick, man. Like it was I just short concise when people are filming. I'm like, "Oh god." And so he trained the audience to yell out shit, so they were yelling out shit guy in the front was heckling me i'm like oh my god like because if it was coming from the back i could just ignore it sure but like the guy my mic is picking up with this guy is yelling at me so wow. it's like what was he yelling at you he's like oh man i think i know you like stuff like dumb shit and i was like i was like well, you don't <laughs> did know did he actually think he knew you i who everyone was really drunk like not some people were drunk it was a 10 o'clock show so. perfect friday 10 o'clock yeah. Those are the worst of the weekend. <laughs> the Friday late shows because everybody's been, oh, they just want to 
forget their work week. Yeah. I don't know. That club's weird because the eight o'clock show there, I've done the eight o'clock show and it's like, because it's in a very like old retired white area, it's like people in their late fifties or like late forties. And it's not my best demo, but you know, whatever I'm back, went to Phoenix, you know, just hung out was a turnaround trip and uh, my car made it through the desert. I thought we were going to break down. It was 117 uh, in Phoenix. This 117. Weekend. Yeah. That's insane. They're having, I mean, it's pretty, it's about the max I see it. I've seen it go 121 before. That's the hottest I've ever seen it go. Wow. So that was, aren't you going to Phoenix soon? Going to Arizona. I don't know if it's Phoenix or not. It has to be Scottsdale Tempe Phoenix. That's the only comedy clubs they have. Uh, What's the club? It's a bar. What's the I Valley think, Bar? Yeah, I think that's in Scottsdale. Yeah, you'll be in. Okay, that's the Phoenix area. Cool. Yeah. Oh boy. So, what did you do this weekend? That was my weekend. I, uh, you know, and uh, guys, I'm going one more time in two weeks for my cancer screening for skin cancer, and then uh, no more Justin for a while in Phoenix. This is a follow-up screening or yeah, what? Yeah, well, my insurance is you have to get a referral, even though I know I have to go to the dermatologist. So I had to drive down for the referral. Then it takes them 48 hours. Then the dermatologist is booked out for three weeks, so I have to go back. Okay. So going back. And um, you're just wanting to do a screening for the heck of it? Well, I just have moles, and like I'm like... You know what's funny is uh, people... I, I, Ever since I had my my scare, uh, multiple people who I'm close with have uh, gotten checked out. And my dad actually had to, he got a um, pre-cancer mole removed and had to get like a couple stitches on his neck. It wasn't like as serious as mine, but uh, I mean, he still had to get like a mole like cut out. Yeah, because when people are looking at it, they're just like, remember what happened to Jeremiah? Pretty much, dude. Yeah, I've definitely, and now people just come up to me and they're like, Oh, Jeremiah, you know about cancer. Does, <laughs> does this mole look weird to you? And I'm like, dude, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but like, go, I, like if you are asking me, then just go to the dermatologist and get yeah. it checked out. If you're like, does this look weird? It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to see your moles. Yeah, no, I'm not too concerned about it. I'm just like, better safe than sorry. And also, it's like. I turned 26 in uh, January, so I got to get all these doctor free doctor's appointments uh, out of the way. I'll tell you what, that was a rough transition for your boy. <laughs> for your boy, that was a rough transition because everything shut down and it was terrible. Man, it was frustrating. Dude, I want to. Did you end up seeing Straight Out of Compton? I did see Straight Out of Compton. Let's talk did about you see it? it. I saw it. You said, wait for me. That's why you were like, go see it, you motherfucker. <laughs> Because here, here's what happened. As soon as <laughs> what happened, I told Justin forever ago, I was like, dude, I want to see it with you. And then uh, because Justin's like really into rap and and uh, super into like Eminem and Dre and all those dudes. And I was like, it'll be fun to see it with Justin. But then I had another buddy who hit me up who's into rap. And he's like, he hit me up randomly on Saturday. Uh, on Saturday, he's like, yo, we got to go see. Straight out of Compton, and then I, I started like thinking. I was like, "Wait, did I tell Tom or Justin <laughs> to to like wait to see it with me?" And I was like, "Well, it's fifty fifty. I'll see you with Tom." So I saw with Tom Slavinsky, and uh, and then Justin's like, "Yo, man, I'm really sorry. I have to go see it with Angie." And I was like, "You know what? Go see it, man. You should go see it." 
I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, my apologies on that, well, but I'm glad we both saw yeah, it this well, week. Okay. <laughs> Did you like it? I freaking loved it, dude. dude it was great. It was so great. Like, I, I really just enjoy movies about musicians a lot. Like, or artists, whatever you want to call I would consider them musicians, even though they're they're rappers. Um, they don't play yeah. instruments, but like Dre, like produces. Yeah, he messes around with like the, synth- the synthesizer and all. Yeah, that. Uh, I loved it, dude. I thought it was so great. I thought it was. Uh, that is very interesting. How the police brutality and stuff is pretty much it's full circle, like what's happening right now in the news. Yeah, like they picked a very. Poignant time for this film to come out. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it just also, you could just, you felt like the late 80s. It just felt like, I don't yeah. know, like watching it. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. Like keeping it in that era and everything. And like, it's crazy because I know so much about that time in those groups. And uh, so I pretty much knew every plot turn that was going to happen, but it was still amazing. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a really good movie if I'm. I know what's going to happen, and I'm still like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude, and it was so sad in parts. Yeah, dude, I, like, I wow. I, I wanted to, I started to tear up a little bit when, uh, you know, it's not spoilers, it's all, everyone knows this, uh, Dre lost his little brother. Yep. And I was like, Jesus. Dude, I know. When, oh, man, frick. Yeah, and Dre, they didn't show this in the movie because this happened years later, but Dre's had a lot of heartbreak. He, in 2009, lost his son to drug drug addiction. Son overdose, like 22. Whoa. Yeah, so that guy just has been through a lot. Man, that's why he's a good rapper, I guess. <laughs> good grief. Yeah, so I was just like, but then like, you know, seeing Easy go through his like cancer stuff, and I was just like, man, this the, is. The AIDS stuff. I mean, yeah, sorry, AIDS. Yeah. Seeing him go through his AIDS stuff, like the HIV diagnosis, and just like that. I felt like that moment was so real, just like, no, like, it just can't be me. Oh, dude, whenever, like, they said the thing, and the, uh, this is maybe a spoiler, like, with, uh, there's a scene where the doctor's basically telling him how off, how bad off he is, and he's like, the normal T-cell count is whatever, and he's yeah. like, it's like in the 500. 500, he's like, you have 14. Yeah. And I was just like, what? This is insane. Didn't he die three weeks after he got checked in because he thought that yeah. he had asthma? Yeah, he checked he it he, from the when he found out to when he died it was very quick and like I think like a couple of days after he announced that to the world he had HIV, uh, he died. So like, it was very like he did he didn't once he announced it he never got to leave the hospital. Wow. So it was and it was crazy to me just like they they were NWA was about to get back together they were all just about to become friends again, and it was just like never got to be. I didn't realize that. Cube was as big as he was, I guess. Dude, yeah. Cube was, he, yeah, he was huge. He yeah. was so, like, he's one of the pioneers, man. And he was the one writing all those raps for NWA because he was the best rapper. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, and I hated Jerry Heller. And when I heard that he was going to be played by Paul Giamatti, I was like, oh, that dude is slimy. I can't wait to see it. Because he broke up that group because they were all saying interviews like, yeah, he would just take care of easy and it was like, fuck the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. So. And it like created. I know. thought Paul Giamatti was great because he was great, so yeah. convincing as like this nice, yeah, like manager type. And then, man, oof. yeah, it was so good. 
So good, guys. Got to go see and the, it. And of course, guys, the music is incredible. Just the way, dude. It, that um, I don't want to give any more spoilers away, but uh, they do a concert in Detroit that's freaking dope. Yeah. Guys, go see it. Go that see movie, it. They're it's saying so good. Uh, fifty-six million this weekend. It's a uh, and it costs only thirty million for them to make, so they're already doubling their. Yeah, they uh, they're saying that this is they could set a new trend for uh, summer bo- blockbusters because it's like an anti-hero movie and it doesn't have to be all action because typically it's action or superheroes. Dude, they should do they should do freaking more movies like that because. I'll tell you what, like as cool as the superhero thing is right now, that's going to crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. we like have already I I mean, I know it keeps making so much money and people keep supporting it, but if they keep putting out movies like they keep getting as bad of reviews as like the Fantastic 4 movie. 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. 9%? <laughs> that's even worse than I lived. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my movie's doing pretty bad on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh I have to bring it up. I mean, you know, I'm real with it, man. Like, of course, it's frustrating because you boys the lead in that movie. But, you know. Uh, I thought we were just going to sweep it under the rug, but you're bringing it out. I don't care, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm real. There will be other movies. It was a, it was a very, I enjoyed very much being a part of the film and that process. So you know, I typically agree with Rotten Tomatoes, but like, there's movies on there that I'm like, this, this is, you know, people just don't understand. Like, Wet Hot, Wet Hot American Summer has got like a forty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. So there's just like, I need to see the Netflix show. Supposedly, it's funny. I hear it's, it's really, really good. Really good, yeah. I saw I saw the promo for one of Paul Rudd just riding on a motorcycle, then jumping <laughs> off and just wrecks the motorcycle, and he just like walks in like a cool guy. Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's great. Got to go see it. So uh, yeah, good. Well, you, we both saw Straight Out of Compton. Dude, I played laser tag this week. Oh, it shit. was freaking incredible. How much does laser tag cost? I don't know, because I got wined and dined by Pierce Law Group. <laughs> thank you, Pierce Law Group. David Pierce, thank you very much. Uh, maybe my new lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, we talking. We in talks. But, uh, yeah. no, he, he took out his whole firm, and me and Jesus Trejo uh, went, and he got everybody pizza, then laser tag, then ice cream. Oh, it was boy. such a freaking fun night. You're just like loving it. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And laser tag, by the way, I did not have any idea that I was going to sweat that much and it was going to be that much of an exercise. I was soaked whenever I came out of, and uh, we did two different sessions. Yeah. Yeah. That was like when I tried to do paintball, dude, you just because you were competitive. So it just like oh, going yeah. to the wall. Did dude, you do good? Dude, I got. The number one spot the first game, and I got the number two spot the second game. Jeez. Yeah, man. I was See, tearing it that's up. Just, I like playing those games, but I'm so bad, man. Like A it, laser tag? Yeah, well, I have paintball. I've paintballed, and just like these little kids light you up because they're better at hiding. Yeah. And, like, they t- like tactically know because they play so many like first-person shooter games, like what to do, and I just get pissed. Like, yeah. fuck these kids. Yeah. I uh, so you're probably playing with adults. Maybe they weren't as good. I, I was playing, playing with like, adults. That's how they were treating me. They're like, oh, "This guy's everywhere." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I play video games." Uh. It also sucks because uh, when I played paintball, these little kids don't respect the rules. You can't shoot people up close, and they just light you up from ten feet away. Well, the the thing with the with paintball that I feel would be more frustrating is 
You get hit and laser tag is frustrating. You have to wait five seconds and it feels like eternity. <laughs> but in paintball, you're actually in pain whenever you get hit. Yeah, you're in pain. So and you you're get done. pissed and then you're done. You don't get a respawn yeah, you, like you do <laughs> you, in laser tag. Yeah, you watch for like twenty minutes while everyone's still in there having oh, fun. Man. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's great. You got a little laser tag. I've wanted to do stuff like that, but I'm just like, ah. It's kind of expensive, and it's in Sherman Oaks, but if if we got a big group together, I think it would really be worth it. Yeah. Because it would be like 20 bucks for everybody or something like that. I'd be worth it. Yeah. it was, Dude, another thing that uh, I did this week, watch Chris Farley documentary. Is that on Netflix? What is it on? Uh, it's on, it only debuted on Spike on August 10th. Uh, so see, Brenton I don't, Biddlecombe, I don't uh, Brenton recorded it for uh, us on his DVR. And then okay. we watched it over at his place real late on Friday. Was it good? I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Some of the interviews, I'd never heard the stories. Mike Myers tells this awesome story about how before every SNL, like every Saturday, Chris Farley would run into the bathroom where Mike Myers was showering, and he'd tuck his dick between his legs and then just, like, tackle him in the shower and just, like, like hug him and stuff like that while while he's That's naked funny. showering. Yeah. And uh he's like, Get out of here and he like would be like wailing on his <laughs> back, but he's so big it didn't even do anything. <laughs> and he said he would always forget and he would always get him every single week. <laughs> He'd be like, Ah, he's he's not gonna do it. But and then he would just rush in and do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I miss you. How how long has it been like what? Since ninety seven. Yeah, so that's almost yeah, 20 December years. December 18th, 1997, I believe. Crazy, uh, man. What was the last movie that made you cry? Uh, you don't cry for I like don't cry for don't movies. Cry. Yeah. I internalize it, and then uh, <laughs> I handle it in very unhealthy ways, guys. That's what happens. <laughs> no, I only cry when I'm alone or in the shower. That's, that's, that's my motto. Uh, so sometimes in the car, you know. Don't worry. When we both get rich, we'll just restart going to therapy. We'll fix all our problems. I don't want to go to therapy, man. <laughs> some good. some stranger analyzing are. me. Well, I don't like that. I hear a lot of people like therapy. They do, yeah. It's cathartic. Yeah. Talking about my problems. Would ah. you go to a therapist if you had money? Yeah, dude. If I could have, like, mentally justify spending $100 a week to do it, that's mm. about what it costs, I would do it. I like talking to people. I just don't like bothering my friends. That's why I don't talk about my problems. But if it's like some stranger that I'm paying, give a shit. I'll tell you all my problems. Uh, So we got to talk about the fat Jew, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about fat Jew. Let's talk about... Let me... This is a a personality. We're not just being a... uh, Yeah, this is a... A racist. First of all, this is a clear sign that you're a hack when you call yourself the fat Jew. Mm -hmm. It's a huge red flag. I'm going to so get basically, his real name. Yeah, explain. Basically what's going on, this is as far as I know. This guy has like over 5 million followers on Instagram, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, this fat Jew character. His name's Josh Ostrowski. Okay. And so this guy has been lifting, stealing, whatever you want to call it. Different people's memes, different people's jokes, pictures, whatever, and then posting them to his account without giving credit to other comedians who have way less followers. Yeah. So he's basically compiled a best of account of stuff, but calling it his own and his own ideas. 
he got a lot of heat on him. He got a pilot uh, with with Comedy Central. He got signed by CAA, which is one of the biggest agencies in the Repped world. across the board by CAA to develop content and to act. Right. So he's getting all these opportunities based upon lies. Like built his, like he's built a career on lies. Like, oh, I've made all this great stuff, but it's not his. It's like uh, from other comedians and other personalities and stuff on the internet. So basically it came out that he got signed by CAA and the internet had a backlash because they're like, this ends here. Like, like he's stolen from people here and there. That's fine, whatever. But like now that he's getting like like mainstream credit for it, that's ridiculous. So all these comedians, uh, Michael Liam Black, Kamel Nanjiani, uh, Patton Oswalt, Patton Oswalt yeah. uh, and also our buddy Brian Redband had a lot to do with that because they he wasn't mentioned in some of the articles because he's not like a, a household name. But they were the ones. All those guys were retweeting Brian Redband. Because yeah. he has like put together like some videos and stuff like that, and now I think Rolling Stone and some other publications I was talking to him last night are going to interview him soon because he put all this together. Uh, and Red Band is also one of the guys he was filming when Joe Rogan took down Carlos Mencia at the yeah. Comedy Store. So he, uh, I call him the White Knight of Comedy <laughs> <laughs> because he keeps sticking up, you know, for other comedians who have gotten their material stolen and stuff like that. Well, I was I read an article where I was talking about, uh, you know, joke theft and, you know, intellectual property theft. And they're saying in comedy, they generally, there's not, there's like almost never a lawsuit because the community polices itself. So like when Dane Cook was accused of stealing those jokes, there was huge backlash. I heard his career. Carlos Mencia's career basically ended because of that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, now there's, you know, hopefully this all works out for that. We police Fat Jew and we we've already taken his Comedy Central, you know, pilot. Yeah, his pilot has already been been pulled from Comedy Central because they have their other clients to worry about, like who have made them a lot of money over the years and stuff like that. And if all these other comedians are speaking out against one guy in particular, they have no reason just to ruin somebody's career unless it's a valid reason yeah so hopefully caa drops and we'll see but uh that's I crazy just man can't stand people to do that and a lot of people like him and it's just like well yeah, it's so like yeah of course you like him he's do, he's putting a best of together it's <laughs> like man that comedian's great man those jokes sound familiar it's like uh richard pryor george carlin he's the now that's what Lenny i call Bruce. music of comedy <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny for sure uh, so but yeah, that's crazy, man. A lot of people are very pissed about that in our community. It's also crazy, like now in this day and age, how the internet can take down people. Like the internet's what took down Bill Cosby. I granted it was Hannibal that started it, but it was a video of Hannibal set that took down Bill Cosby. Yeah, and the momentum it gained. When used properly, the internet can be pretty cool. It all uh, the internet also got Betty White to host Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's sli- slightly smaller scale, but no, that's the day. The day we're cool. living in, pretty freaking cool. The days we're living, but yeah, in. but the Farley documentary, dog. Yeah, we go. It was dope. It was good. I liked it a lot, and uh, had a pretty good week. Yeah, just do a bunch of shows. Mm, not, not really. I did. Uh, actually, no. This was actually a way uh, lighter week, but I did my. Uh, my show stand up on the spot at the comedy store. Nice. That was great. It was sold out. Joe Rogan, 
Bobby Lee finally did it. Oh, so happy he did it. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Steve Ranazisi, Jade Catapretta, Tony Baker, Tony Hinchcliffe, Stephen Kramer Glickman. It was just a fun show, man. It was just a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. And it was sold out, so that was nice. Uh, it wasn't as stressful as usual because I knew ahead of time that we were good to go. And then everybody just had a great set, and it just was like, it was dope. It was just like one of those nights where everybody was on, everybody had a good time. And whenever I said at the end of the show that we had just got uh, named one of five funniest nights in America, like it made sense to that audience. They're like, yeah, <laughs> that's right, you were. Yeah, this show was great. I was like, that's a good feeling. Right yeah, there. all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I uh, I also, of course, when I went out of town, I had to film auditions because I missed some. Uh, I remember whenever I had auditions. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a good time. I get it. <sighs> I know there's no taping place. I have to do it myself. I get it at night, so I have to get them in by, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. So the sun doesn't, like, have enough light till like, 7.45, and my brothers and sisters had to leave for the bus at or had to leave for school at like 8.30. So we had 45 minutes to get through two auditions. And let me tell you, working with uh, a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old to help you is uh, a whole other set of challenges. That's rough, dog. The, there was one take from my, my sister. I was like, all right, that was good. She's like, I think something happened, but I don't want to tell you. I was like, just tell me, Lisa. We don't have time for this. She's like, I think my thumb got in it. I was like, oh, my God. I was trying... I was like trying to keep my cool, but you're like, just thank little, you for telling me. little stuff let's like that. Do another take very quickly. You have to go to school soon. Wow. So it was really funny. But I think that I think we got it, guys. I don't think I'll book it because you never book anything off tape, but uh whatever. Yeah, dude. I auditioned for a role named Schnozzle and I did not book it. And it's like, dog, I could have played that. I have the I have the nose for it. It's literally a big nosed, like floppy haired character. Like, Why did his I get name this? Schnozzle? How did I not get that? What, what project was that? Dude, it was for like a feature film with like big celebrities, and <laughs> I was like, the "Character Schnozzle." Yeah, man. Oh god, creativity in this town. I know. I auditioned for uh, Fat Guy Number Three, and <laughs> I got it. Yay! Yay, uh, guys. Now that all the results are in, uh, I didn't get selected for NACA again, second straight year. And uh, just thinking about it, I'm like, there's $450 I will not get back. Yeah, I haven't submitted the last couple times. I submitted recently to a festival in Montana. We'll see if I get that. Oh, the Big Sky. I, I, I submitted for that. Oh, yeah? We'll see what happens. We'll when are they supposed man. to announce the... I don't even know. I'm like, whatever. They'll call me if I get it. Right. That'd be cool if we both went up to Montana. I know. But I'm like, oh, the competition probably is so fierce for that. Probably. I mean, Byron Bowers won it one year. That's pretty yeah. cool. So we'll see. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, there goes another plane ticket I'll have to buy. Did you, you spent like 35 bucks on it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's 30. not that's not bad for a festival no, submission. Uh, I don't submit to festivals. I'm like, I don't do it very often. Money. Yeah. Well, that one seems cool, so. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see, guys. Maybe we'll go to Montana. I actually don't know if there's anything to do in Montana. I'm down to ranch, though. Yeah. Or, I guess, look at the sky. Who knows? There's a lot of activities there. It's cold there, so it's like it's cold and it's not fun. So, like, what do people do there? I guess you go swimming and that bullshit. There's fun activities, I hear. (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, activities. I still remember all the capitals of all the states because uh, they made us do it in fifth grade. The capital of Montana is Billings, guys. How you like that shit? Man, it's like I'm sitting next to uh, Mr. Wikipedia over here. It's okay. fantastic. Well, I thought you'd be more impressed. No, I am impressed because I know hardly any capitals because we skipped that section of my school. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll learn in another grade. It's like we never did Isn't because <laughs> I went to another school and they're like, no, no, we learned that years ago. I'm like... All right, I guess I just don't know the states and the capitals. It's so crazy how just schools are just like, no, they pass along the problem. Yeah. And you just can slip, you slip through the cracks, Jeremiah. Yep. It's okay. You know, I was a child that was left behind. My t- uh, teachers used to always say, you got to learn, you know, to write cursive because that's going to be what it's going to be like for the rest of your life. Right. And I'm like, we don't even write anymore. <laughs> we rarely do. It's like, if you, it's like, even, you, if if you need just for your signature, yeah, I just got wasted. I guess on the <laughs> podcast and starts. I never, yeah, words. I never write. I mean, sometimes I'll write a letter to be sexy, the girls. That's but it. you forget some of the letters, though, don't you? <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. Oh, I can't write cursive anymore. I tried doing it. I don't remember most of the letters except for my name. Really? I cannot write cursive anymore. Oh. I was just talking about regular writing. But yeah, cursive. I I forgot it. It's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> do you know the Roman numerals still? What is yes? Fifth? How because do, how of do you the do Super Bowls? <laughs> I swear to God, that's the only reason I. Because I'm proud to be <laughs> an American. Because at least I know I'm free. <laughs> that's a great, great answer. Yeah. All right, buddy. What do you uh, What do you have going on this week, guys? Just come to Fusion because Jeremiah's not going to be there. So, so it's going to be a popping show. If it's not good, I get depressed because then it's just me there. I can't do the side looks to people like, oh, what the fuck's this show? Uh, <laughs> then uh, I got a show at the clubhouse on Friday. So come to that. I'll throw it up on my Twitter. All right, everybody. I'm in Reno all week at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> Sandy Danto's featuring. I'm opening. Our buddy Eric Griffin is uh, headlining this weekend. So come. Uh, if you're in the Reno area, if we have any listeners up there. And, uh, yeah, I'm putting out new uh, new videos again. YouTube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins or JeremiahWatkins.tv. Slowly updating my website. I'll tell you guys whenever it's polished and nice. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Building Years. I'm Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Justin Alexio. Let's fucking get this money. That's a straight out of Compton reference. <laughs>